Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Welcome. We are back. Hello, Bears Nation. Everybody out there, all the fans of Bears Nation podcast, you've waited so long for this moment. So I will introduce us. Um, This is Bear Nation podcast. I'm Josh. Uh, We have Chris and Jake with us. Go ahead. Let's go. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, Happy to talk to you guys again. Um, This offseason um we'll see we'll see what happens uh it's already it's already been wild so uh yeah it's definitely gonna be crazy what stinks what stinks about this offseason is i know for a fact i know for a fact it will not be as crazy as last offseason and so like my like that that's gonna be the pinnacle i think for a long time like yeah we we will not see another offseason like i mean just think about everybody that we got last season just alan robinson i mean obviously cleo mack but i mean um Turbo, uh, just um, shoot the tight end. Trey, no, I don't Trey know why Burton. Trey Burton. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. But like, we've been gone so long, we're forgetting players' names. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad. It's bad. I, actually, I'm on the spot, so like, I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm forgetting t- players' <laughs> names. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm excited for the off season. I'm excited for this uh, March. I think it's March 14th. Is that the date that we can Today start March, signing? March 13th. Oh, Thirteenth or fourteenth, when we can start signing some people. Yeah. But um, I am excited. I just I want to keep my expectations down, just in case pace does go a little conservative. But um, all right, let's go ahead and get into some good conversation. What do you guys think? March fourteenth is going to happen, or thirteenth, whatever the date is. I'll look it up right now. I believe it's the thirteenth. I think, like Chris said, um, right off the bat. It's so nice. Let me just say it's so nice to go into an off season and not have that be the most exciting part of the year. Like I obviously we all know what happened in that Eagles game, blah, blah, blah. We've had a couple of times, a couple months to get over it now, but it feels so good to just be like, all right, the most exciting part of the season already happened. And that was when the actual games were played for what, five, six years as Bears fans. We were like, all right, the off season, here we go. The draft this is what we're getting excited for. It's so nice to finally be like, okay, yeah, the draft and free agency is coming, but you know, there's, you know, there'll, there'll be some minimal upgrades, but that's not what we're, we're really looking forward to. It's so nice to feel that way. It has been so long since we felt that way. And I mean, obviously you're still always keeping track of and interested in what the bears will do in the off season, as far as who leaves, who comes in, but it just feels so nice to, uh, to not, have this feeling of the off season being the most exciting part of the bear season now. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, you know, it, it feels like we finally have some stability. Um, we're not, we're not too anxious during the off season. Um, cause like, like Josh said, it's, we're probably gonna, you know, go a little bit more conservative. Um, this off season, off season, obviously there are, there's some positions that we'll be watching out for. Um, and I think, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I have I, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it feels, um, it feels really good. It feels really good. Like, uh, like Jake said, um, we're, we're sitting back, just letting things happen. And I think we're all just ready for next season already. Yeah. And honestly, as painful as it was, Jake, you brought it up, like how painful that game, that Eagles game was. It's, it's a new season or we're, we're, we're back to O and O and you know, I have a short memory. I, I know other people don't, but I, I'm just ready for the next season. I'm not even going to hold on to it. I'm, I'm done. Um, just because I know that this next season, and I, I'm i going to re- probably regret saying this because we, we, we're going to come back this episode and slap me in the face, but I know for a fact next season's going to be just as good, if not better. Um, yeah, yeah, because something that we're really good with on this podcast is holding ourselves accountable for things we've said in past shows. That's that's definitely something that happens. Um, I, I do that to myself all the time, but that's just because I'm uh, I like pain. That's why you're, I, I you're just, a perfectionist. You're a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, be- um, but so let's talk about some. Oh, let's let's start. We gotta we gotta rewind just a little bit, just because we we gotta talk about our guy Kyle Long. Um, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit and what it means for the team and what it means for our organization to even consider keeping him on long longer term, like on a longer term basis. I mean, Kyle Long was really, I think the uh, he's been the main guy that's been there through everything, all the ups and downs. Uh, he had a little bit of injury problems. It, it, they popped up a little bit last year, but he's still the heart and soul of this team. And, uh, you know, he made a tweet immediately after the contract restructure that he wants to be a bear for life. Or he didn't say that in the tweet, but it was implied. And, you know, I really think he could be. I would love if he was a bear for life. I think he's really uh, a player that uh, that is the epitome of what this team is. Just always fighting, always grinding. Uh, he's a real Bears type player. He's a real Chicago type guy. Like, just nose to the grindstone just always working uh and it helps that he's also ultra talented and a pro bowl all pro type of player uh i love kyle long i think it's great i think it sets a great precedent that he would restructure his deal in order to save the team more money uh and i love him i I just love having him on the offensive line and i think it's a it's a really good move for the bears i think it means a lot to that locker room yeah, um, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this on the show before. Um, you know, th- those players that have been with with us through the ups and downs, um, I just feel like it, it, they just mean a little bit more. Um, you know, Kyle Long has been here, obviously, through the ups and downs. Um, he's witnessed some very bad times in Chicago, and luckily he got to witness a, a really good season last season, and hopefully we can build on that. But yeah, I mean he's he's always he's always seemed like a great guy, um, a team player. He he just he wants to win. Um, he want and he wants to win here. Uh, so that's just that's great to see. I, I like Jake said. I just I, I love the guy. I don't know what what more there is to say to be honest. Completely, completely on board with both of you guys. Um, him, do, do you guys know? Can you guys pull up really fast the 
what the contract entails now? It's yeah. essentially just moving the money around so that he's less of a cap hit. Uh, I don't know if there were actual... I don't think there were actual years added onto it, but oh, okay. uh, it's just more of the it's just more of money being moved around so that they could be bigger players in free agency. So they they cleared up some additional salary. Uh, so essentially, what happened is he agreed to a one year, fully guaranteed contract for this year, and then an option year for twenty twenty. Uh, that would clear up almost 3 million for this free agency period. The option is essentially something that he will probably end up declining so that they can do another long-term deal, but it's just because this year is still guaranteed. It was essentially moving money over. Yeah. So that unless unless the Bears unless he has a great season this season, that could be actually scary for next for the option season. Right. Well, it's a, it's a team option. So it would be in, in the Bears' power if they would want to accept that or not. So assuming he, assuming he outperforms his value, um, which is likely, but I mean, it's Kyle long. He's, I mean, he's an awesome player. If he stays healthy, he'll likely outperform that, but it sounds like they're either setting themselves up for accepting the option and then doing a long-term extension uh, or declining the option and then just completely doing a whole new deal. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Thank you, Jake, for your knowledge. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I, I was just quick with the typing. I, I was saying what I knew and then Googling the rest of it. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I bought myself like 40 seconds or so. <clears throat> I'm proud of you. But uh, what other offseason excitement is there that we've heard about? Chris, go ahead and uh, talk about what was kind of on your mind and what you what you really wanted to talk about. Which Say the big nobody, one. Say the big one. Nobody yeah. really wants to talk about it, but go ahead and, and mention it. And we'll, we, we've talked about it f- before on the show. We've, we we kind of called it a, a while at ago. Chris, at him. Uh, wait, guys, really quickly. Uh, I just got a notification. The Bills are close to a deal for uh, Antonio Brown. No way. Yeah. Poor and, uh, and actually, I don't even feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Let me. He, he's got to tweet it out. You gotta give him a second. Uh, All right, I, I didn't tweet it off. Too, Chris. I, was, I was just texting my buddies really quick. Uh, <laughs> this could. This is uh, closing in on deal. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's going. To, he's getting. He's. Uh, I don't understand why. Why he's crying so much about it. Like you just just deal with it to your contracts over, just like everybody else. Like. You're you're going to a worse team, and you kind of knew that that was going to happen. Like a good team isn't going to spend a first round pick on you. You know what I mean? Alas, well, the Bills apparently are. <laughs> no, I said a good team isn't going to spend a first. Oh round. yeah, 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 yeah. A contender won't. <clears throat> yeah, because they they're a contender for a reason, and they don't need a wide receiver. But, anyways, um. Holy crap, that's insane. Okay, um, so we left off right where right where we were about to talk about the Jordan Howard trade rumors, right? Oh, I yep. thought you were going to talk about Cody Parkey <laughs> being cut. Oh. That's what I was referencing. Oh, I was actually <laughs> I was referencing Jordan Howard, but uh, were you talking right, about either one? I was I was originally thinking I was the main thing on my mind is Bryce Callahan, 
Jake was thinking about Cody Parkey and Josh was thinking about Jordan Howard. And we all thought we were thinking that. <laughs> we, we, we all have different feelings. Josh, you've got to keep this part in the podcast because this is electric. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely stay there. Um, all right. Well, since Chris, I will talk about Jordan Howard when it comes to my time. Uh, Chris, talk about Bryce Callahan. And then Jake, when we'll go around, Jake, you talk about Cody Parkey and then I'll, I'll do the Jordan Howard kick. Go. All right. Um, so, yeah, the, the main thing that I've been thinking about this uh, for this offseason is obviously Bryce Callahan. Um, we've talked about it many times. Um, I think he's a top three nickelback in the league. Um, and I, I just I honestly don't think he's replaceable at all, um, at least not short term. Like, I don't think we'll, we'll find anyone anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really think they, the Bears just need to get that deal done. However, however they do it, I don't know, but. They just need to get it done. Um, also, I've been reading that supposedly they're trying to get Callahan and Amos back, um, which should be interesting. We'll see how that goes as well. But, yeah, um, I, I definitely think they need to bring Bryce Callahan back. I think he's – he's if we had to pick between the one, I think it would be Bryce Callahan over Amos as well. Um, just because I feel like what Amos does is replaceable in our defense. Um, but, yeah, Bryce Callahan needs to stay a Chicago Bear. Um, what about, so Amos, going back to the Amos situation that we had, there's like a ton of, obviously a ton of safeties on the free agent market right now. Does that help our case to re-sign him or hurt it? I guess it depends on who, who signs first and for how much, right? Yeah. I uh, mean, I agree. Go, I say yes. Go ahead, Jake. I mean, I, I mean, this is really Chris's thing, but I would just say I think it hurts it because I think it's just going to get incrementally more because Amos is still like very much in his prime. I think Eric Weddle will probably be the first one to set the market because he's the oldest and most experienced. And I think you're going up from there as far as Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, and Adrian Amos go. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have to agree with all that. Um, I I, I do think Eric Weddle is going to be the first one to be to be signed as well. Um, and honestly, I tweeted this out earlier. I, I I wouldn't be too surprised if we actually went after Weddle if we if we couldn't make the numbers work with Amos. Um, Chris is just stealing my points today. <laughs> just because I think um, Weddle does have a similar play style to Amos, uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I agree with you guys. I think Amos is, I'm with Chris too. I think Amos is probably the one that you're probably going to let walk just because of how important the nickel position is now. Uh, The thing I will say though, is to Chris's point about them trying to keep both, which I'd be totally on board for because I think if you can ever return all 11 position players or all 11 starters to a unit that was really, really good, in this case, the best in the league, I think that's a really good position to be in. Uh, I also think going back to the Kyle Long point and what we'll get to and who's been cut as far as salary cap goes, the moves the Bears have made in order to make salary cap room, I think insinuates that they want to try and bring both of them back. Uh, It's just the safety market's going to be so crowded and I think the prices are going to be so wild that it might not be the best situation to try and bring both back. But also it might on the, on the flip side of that coin, it might. If you have all these safeties trying to vie for the same co- contract, it might help you. Amos might be like, okay, I'm not getting the offers that I thought I would because I think, and I mean, if you guys have a different point on this, correct me or at least uh, say so. 
I think Amos out if you're talking Eric Weddle, Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, and Errol Thomas, and then Adrian Amos, out of those five, I think Amos isn't higher than four out of those guys as far as what teams will be going after. And so I think you know, you take four or five options off the board there first before Amos is signed, you're taking four suitors off the board for him that would pay an exorbitant amount of money for him. And then yeah. he might be more willing to go, okay, well the bears I'm comfortable here. I know these teammates I'm comfortable in this locker room. Uh, maybe I don't want to go to a Tampa Bay or an Oakland, even though they're offering me more money because I'm comfortable here. There's a contender here. And you know, these other guys, as long as I get close to their market, I'm fine with that. Well, I mean the list, the list of, safeties i think it's like 10 plus of actually and all the safeties that are like really that are available amount. yeah all the safeties that are available they're they're all really close in talent i feel like i feel like there's a ton of just really good safeties on the market and it's just like if if you're playing a board game and and there's a bunch of of wood resources available and there's not very much ore resources available Obviously, you're going to spend more on the ore than you would the the wood, if that makes sense. I know I just broke it down and made it sound silly, but if that makes sense, there's a ton of safeties available. You're not going to be spending. Teams are just going to be like, well, why would I spend a ton of money on you if I could just go get Eric Weddle for cheaper? Or why would I well, spend? I, I, I it, goes, say, it goes it, both ways. Right. In football terms, I mean, even if you want to look at it, Amos versus Callahan, teams are going to look at it like, all right, these safeties, there's a ton of them. Whereas the cornerback market, Bryce Callahan's a top tier nickel quarterback. Yeah. He's probably the top nickel cornerback available, but he's also a guy that can play outside. So that's going to have a lot more value than this, you know, this uh, overwhelming almost amount of safeties that are available. Exactly. Yep. So I'm just going to the point of, I think we can keep both because of how many safeties are available this free agency and maybe or maybe Amos goes and tries to get just a one-year deal so he can wait till next next season to get a giant contract somewhere but I don't that would be that's what Tyron that's what Tyron Matthew did and it, I think it's kind of backfiring on him this season really um, yeah he, he was he was uh he signed a one year last year with the Texans and now he's like now he's competing with all these other uh safeties on the market now oh you mean as far as okay i thought you meant because i was gonna say my point was going to be that i think tyron matthew didn't lose any value i think he's still gonna get a pretty decent contract because i mean he still had a really good year in houston is my point like yeah right yeah i misunderstood what you were saying i'm just saying now he's competing with 10 other other safeties Yeah, yeah to get it to get a job yeah that makes sense um but Anyways, all right. I think, so let's, I think so let's Chris, 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 you're Go right. Ahead. Callahan's the priority. Amos is next, and then um, we can move on to the kicker. That's uh, what I was going to say. I was going to say we all agree that Callahan's the if you got to pick one, Callahan's the guy, right? Yeah. We all agree on that? Okay. Uh, all right. Is it my turn? I kind of just hijacked that segment. I realized. <laughs> no, that that's okay. We all we all kind of chimed in, and I think we'll all chime in on this one too. So go ahead. Yes, we will. Cody Parkey is off the Chicago Bears. I think we said this in our uh, immediate reaction episode following the playoff exit, but Cody Parkey was not going to be a Bear going into this year. We all knew that would happen. Uh, the cap hip, the cat cap 
hit. You <laughs> eat it, obviously. Uh, you know, he was guaranteed a little bit of money, but you got to eat that. There was no way you could let him walk back into that building. Uh, and so far, the Bears have signed two other kickers, both not named Robbie Gold. I've said my opinions on that uh, on a previous episode. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear how I feel about that. But they have signed Redford Jones, which, A, is a A-plus name. I love the name Redford Jones. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> I love it. And then mm. they also signed, uh, a, so Jones was out of <laughs> Tulsa. And then they also signed recently Chris Blewett, which is risky <laughs> because of the memeage that could happen, obviously. Yeah. But apparently in his tryout, he hit from 55 and 60, and his one miss was wide right from 58. And then he would have had another kick that would have been good from like 65, some of the reports said. So if you had a guy with a big leg like that and is for the most part accurate, um, or at least pretty accurate and he misses wide right a little bit on a on a 60 yarder or 58 yarder then i'm perfectly okay with that uh i love the bears uh how they're going into this of just having open tryouts taking guys left and right i think they should have at least four kickers three or four kickers this is uh, it's up that number to like 10 10 kickers no i'm just kidding <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, it's not too crazy because of the year that Cody Parkey had and the reason that they left the playoffs. Like 10, I don't even think is that crazy because you have to consider all your options. And so I think even in this period where there's going to be a lot of guys in camp where you have the most number of guys in camp, you should have three or four kickers there because you have to consider all of your options. I think Matt Bryant's an option. He got cut by the Falcons. I think I still think Robbie Gold's an option. But you got the point is you got to cast a wide net with that. But core of the point, Cody Parkey is gone. The scourge of the 2018 season is gone. We're moving forward. Let's go. Robbie Gold isn't an option because the 49ers used their franchise tag on him. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? So they used a tag on him. It was a non-exclusive tag. That means he can still go to other teams and talk to them. Oh, interesting. So the the franchise tag is like, all right, you're ours. You can't talk to anybody else. Either you sign it or you sit out. That's what happened to Le'Veon Bell. A non-exclusive tag is when a team can be like, okay, we still want you, but if you want to go talk to other teams, and if if they offer you a better offer, come back to us, tell us what they offered you. We'll either match it or you can just go sign with them. Oh, and that's what we did with uh, Kyle Kyle Fuller last season. Correct. Yep. Transition tag, essentially, yes. Okay, gotcha. Cool. You guys are just boosting my knowledge all over the place. All right, oh, so I, I, I just want to shout out to Chris Blewett. Um, I don't know if you guys are Johnny Cash fans, but a boy named Sue just comes to my mind. Uh, the whole song is about this guy whose name is Sue, and he gets picked on his entire life, and he finally meets his dad. And he's like, Dad, why'd you name me this? And uh, the the guy was just like super, super tough. Um, and he like beat people up all the time. He's really big. And But his name is Sue. And being named Sue taught him so many lessons and made him tough. So being named blew it. <laughs> it's going to just make him tough. And he's going to be the best kicker there ever was. I'm going to call it right now. Chris he'll, blew it. He'll never blow it. He'll never blow it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I'm all in on that. Best best name ever. I, I like. I seriously hope he's our kicker next season, just just because of his name. But uh, cool. Well, let's move on to Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Oh, you're gonna like Chris Talker? Like, what are we gonna do here? Oh man, Chris, I'm so <laughs> sorry. You want to talk about your fellow Chris? 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, I I actually was scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and then I saw it, and the first thing I could think of was like, this is gonna be a meme, like mm-hmm. right, like right away. This is gonna be really bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I at this point, I think like Jake said, you just have to bring in as many options as possible. Um, just have them compete for the job and, and just go from there. Um, you know, after this, the the year we had last year, I, I just – they have to get it right this time. I, we haven't had a, a, a reliable kicker in so long, and it's just – it's just – it's very nervy. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely have to consider all of our options um, heading into next year. Um, and watch out in the draft uh, for, for the Bears drafting a kicker. That's all I'll say right now. Even though, even though Pace is good at finding guys like Javon Wins in the seventh round, you'd you'd still use a pick on a kicker. I'm I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying, just don't be surprised if it happens. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I'm with cool. Chris. There is one or two really good kickers who might warrant a seventh or sixth round pick. Yep. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I was just asking. I was curious what you thought about that because we've we found out that seventh round picks six round picks are incredibly valuable in the hands of ryan pace so not and i'm not saying i don't want to degrade the kicker position at all especially now with all these guys being so bad and you having teams like the chargers have like six kickers on their team in one in one season because they can't find a guy like uh so i i definitely think it's worth it but i definitely don't think it's the Buccaneers worth it where they wasted second round pick on a guy. So you just yeah, gotta find yeah. You just gotta find that happy median. And uh second round is definitely not worth the kicker. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. I just um, I just had a quick question for you guys. Yeah. Do you guys think this is the worst um this is the worst a kicker position has ever been? Oh yeah. Easily because- I was talking to my buddies about it um, a couple of weeks ago, and, and we were think, like we were just listing all the good kickers in the league, and I could really only think of like four or five kickers that are like reliable. Like when he steps up to kick, you know it's going in type thing. Um, you know, you know what I think it is. I think there's more scrutiny. I think it's uh, just like pressure. we've. I think we've started looking at like because now if you missed a kick and you were in like Tampa. Only people in like the from like Florida to maybe like North Carolina saw it. Now you miss a kick, like everybody in the country seeing it, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Like, I think it's just been more scrutiny. I think kickers have always been, you know, kind of hit or miss, but now just every miss we're seeing them. Well, I also feel like the extra point used to be automatic, like everybody, yeah, field goals were tough, field goals have always been tough, but the extra point used to be automatic. Like it used to be like a dumb point. Like, okay, yeah, they got seven points. It's going to happen. But now that, now that they've moved it back, I, I feel like that really changed the dynamic a ton. Um, Agree. So I, I think that's a factor as well. So it seems like they're worse just because that extra point is being missed more. Um, because one point we've, we've seen over and over again can be the factor in a game. Um, and when, you know, when it's that one point, uh, that holds you from winning, the kicker is going to be blamed. Um, and so I think we see a lot of that since the change of the kicker, uh, placement, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. Yep. 
Actually, I have one more. I have another hypothetical question, not dealing with the kicker. I brought it up on Twitter, and I just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. The 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 people have spoken, and so I'm just curious where you guys stand. But um, if you had an option to drop Danny Trevathan and then pick up C.J. Mosley, like it guaranteed, you have C.J. Mosley. There's no like gambling. Like you, you drop Danny Trevathan, you get C.J. Mosley. Do you do that deal? And let me tell you what the people said first before you give me your opinion, just so that way you're um, you're informed. But Danny Trevathan, leader, one of the leaders on the team, um, when he's not on the field, there's clear clear difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but that may be because of the talent drop off after. But anyways, clear clear um, leader on a team. Um, he's been he's one of those Kyle Long guys who's been with us through the downs and ups and downs 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 and then finally an up like he's been th- he's been with us through it all but my side of the argument is the CJ Mosley is a four-time pro bowler in five seasons um consistently 100 tackles every season um just a flat out baller like he's he's ridiculous and he's young he's like i think he's 26 25 he's 26 he turns 27 in june so I just looked I, it up. um my my initial answer is just keep danny trevathan my emotional answer but at the same time like if there was an opportunity to get cj mosley man it would that would be awesome like to have could you imagine having cj mosley and um, Roquan Smith on the same team, like, oh my goodness, yeah. Okay, so you guys, where do you guys stand? <sighs> so, so see, the way my brain works is, I have I have more questions though. Are we talking about the same contract? I mean, what's the money value? Are you paying twenty million more for Mosley? Are you like, are we assured that Mosley is going to continue this performance? Like, are like, how are we doing this? Oh, you're because... definitely you're definitely going to be paying for Mosley, but you'll be losing Danny Trevathan's contract, so you you are going to be saving some money, mm-hmm. um, but you are going to be paying more for a premier position. But right, you're right, gonna right. Have, what? And something else you have to consider is you're going to have to pay Roquan Smith in four four years, but right. that you won't, actually that's not even that four years from now his Mosley's contract will be up anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, go ahead. I think <sighs> it's t- it's tough because here's the thing. Okay, here's here's my one question. Are we so? I'll I want to add another thing to this. Let's say you have to pick between Mosley and Trevathan to sign to another four year contract. Can we do it that way? Like let's okay. let's assume Trevathan's a free agent. Like okay. and let's say let's assume they're both free agents and you're trying to sign them both for about four years. It's like normal linebacker standards. I think I would still go with Trevathan because A, I think he's gonna be cheaper. You may have a slight talent dip, but I think at the end of the day, his leadership and what he means to the team outweighs that a little bit, at least to, as far as the Bears. I think if you're like a team that's not connected to either of them, let's say it's like you're Denver, then I think you're probably going with Mosley. But as far as from the Bears standpoint, I think you take Trevathan just because you know what he means to your locker room. He's cheaper. And you have, even though he's maybe not as good as Mosley, you still have amazing guys all around him 
to like lift that up. And I mean, two years isn't that huge of a difference. Yeah, Mosley's just now entering his prime. Trevathan's next contract probably takes him out of his prime. I'm saying probably because obviously, like, you never can tell how a guy ages. But I think if I'm the Bears, I'm taking Trevathan. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Continuity, you, you can't beat it. But right. we don't have a Fangio defense anymore. Everybody's learning something new. But, Chris, do you have an opinion on it? Yeah. Um, I, I Jake, again, just took the words out of my mouth. So it looks like I won't be having much to say this podcast. But um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing around. Um, but, yeah, I, I think some with some players, I feel like it just it's just – it's just bigger than football. Um, and I feel like Danny Trevathan falls under that category. I, I just think – I honestly mean this, like, without being biased. I, I honestly just believe that he's he's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. I think he's very underappreciated. Um, and I feel like even within our fan base, he is pretty underappreciated. Like, when, when we talk about the defensive players on our team, I mean, talk about Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks. I feel like Danny Trevathan is maybe like the fourth, fifth guy mentioned. Um, if you know, if we're just talking about Bears defensive players, um, so you know, I, I, I just, I think he means so much to this team. I think he's, he's, he's a leader, like Jake said. Um, I, I do believe C.J. Mosley is, is better. Um, I, I do think he, he, he probably is better than, than Danny Trevathan. But there's just something that, that you can't really teach with Danny Trevathan. And he plays with heart. He plays with leadership, and, and that's just something you want in your. Uh, in, in your defensive stud. So uh, I'll take Danny T. Fair enough. And uh, to the defense of the fans, every, every, almost every response I got on that tweet was keep Danny Trevathan. So yep. I think every, I think everybody does see his position there, but um, I think outside of the bears, he's definitely underrated just because like, he didn't make it into the pro bowl, um, despite him being one of the leaders on the team. Um, so I think yeah. that just that just proves that he's definitely underrated because um, he definitely deserved to be there. Um, but we can move on to the next big topic, and we're already at like thirty minutes in the show, so <laughs> we've got to hurry up and wrap it up. We're losing the attention of our fans. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> this, Jordan, this next topic, I'm sure, will hold their attention. Yeah, Jordan Howard uh, is being. He's, I wouldn't say he's full on on the trading block, but they're they're taking uh, they're taking converse, they're having conversations with other teams about trading him. Um, I've seen I've seen as high as a third round pick for him, and I've seen as low as a sixth round pick for him. Uh, if you're GM and you've decided you're going to trade Jordan Howard, we I think we're all on the same page that. Why not just keep continuity and draft a running back? But and I, we'll we'll find out where you guys stand in a second. But if you're GM and and you're you've made the decision, I'm going to trade Jordan Howard. What is he worth value wise to you guys? Chris, I'll let you take this so I don't steal your <laughs> words again. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, I've been going back and forth with so many people about this. I I feel like no one really knows. Um, I feel like, I mean, we probably all have a general idea that it's probably going to be a mid-round pick, but I, I feel like it's just so hard to tell. Um, I'm thinking a fourth-round pick. Um, I, I'm hoping for a third, but I think a fourth-round pick um, 
probably makes the most sense or something like a fourth and a sixth, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I, I tweeted it out earlier. I, I'll, I'll just be so bummed if they get rid of him. I, I, I think I, I just believe he's too good of a running back for people to use the, the argument that he doesn't fit Nagy's system. I think Nagy has to find a way to fit him into this system. He's just too good not to. I just, I, I not believing that argument at all. Go ahead, Jake. I mean, I'm actually going to disagree with Chris on this. I think the time is coming. I think the writing is on the wall. Uh, I think you have to trade Jordan Howard. I think the time is here. Uh, we saw what happened. We tried to make it work. Nagy tried to make it work with Cohen and Howard trying to do the thunder and lightning thing. And what happened was the offense became too predictable. You you could tell what was going to happen. They tried to make Howard a better pass catcher. And he did improve, but not to the point that you needed him to. Uh, and so I think that's why you're seeing an accelerated push to trade him this year as opposed to last offseason. Um, because these conversations did happen last offseason as far as how would he fit. I think Nagy was willing to give it a try. He tried it, and it didn't work. At least not to the extent that you wanted it to. I, I think that the how you value him changes. I think if you're a team like the Eagles or the Buccaneers, I think that it's different from if you're a team like the Chiefs or the Broncos or the 49ers uh, who, have, who maybe have a traditional offense that Howard would fit really well in, but you know, they have an established running back or they have a guy they like, whereas a team like the Eagles or the Buccaneers, they don't have anyone right now and they would be willing to pay more for him. I'm with Chris. I think he gets anywhere from a third to a sixth, uh, depending on where you trade him. So like, for example, I think you trade him to Tampa Bay, you probably get a third. If you trade him to somewhere like Denver, you're probably getting a sixth. So it, it just depends on where he goes. As we always have to say when we talk about Jordan Howard, I'm not advocating for him to get traded. I am just stating it makes sense. If it happens, I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to sad to see him go, but it makes sense. Because at the end of the day, Tariq Cohen is a special player. He's a guy that you can use in these gadget plays, and he can do a lot of different things. There are a thousand Jordan Howards. He's a north-south power runner. He's a guy that can catch a little bit, but not really great. He's a two-down back probably at best. Real north-south, yeah, he'll run you over. Yeah, he'll get you touchdowns. But you can find a million guys like that in free agency, in the draft, in trades, wherever. So if you can get a third or fourth round pick for him, I think you absolutely do it. I think you have just been awarded a ton of eye rolls. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's not going to be a popular opinion. It's going to be a very, very unpopular opinion. If he stays, great. I get it. It makes sense. If you want to keep doing the thunder and lightning thing, I think that's awesome. If you can do it right and make it work, then awesome. But if you get an offer for a third round pick for Jordan Howard, you take that because you can use that third round pick or even use your fourth round pick that you already have and get another Jordan. Um, So I I tweeted this out a a while ago. Um, I was having a debate with somebody about Jordan Howard and whether we should trade him and blah, blah, blah. And they, they, we brought up that I, I went back and watched some film on him and Jordan Howard really wasn't bad last season. He found the holes just like he normally does. He he was he was still elite in that that 
standpoint, but he tripped so many times last season. I, I, I remember, well, even just going back and watching film, I can't tell you how many times that he fell over and slammed the ground because he knew he could have gotten more yardage. Um, well, I, I even, think he's not able to outrun guys either. Well, that's been true his entire uh, first his first two seasons. But did you? I actually went back and looked at this. Um, Jordan Howard's long is longer, like his longest run is longer than Ezekiel Elliott's longest run. I thought that was interesting. Um, but uh, I can't. I can't. I think I'm pretty sure his first two seasons he had. 10 plus 20 plus um 10 plus 20 plus yard runs if that if you understand what i'm trying to say he had Mm -hmm. 10 plus 20 plus yard runs his first two seasons in his third season um i i want to say he only got like five if that um and i i wholly contributed to him not based off what little knowledge i have of of what makes a good runner He's not picking his feet up when he's running like he like I guess like he used to. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest with you. Um, but he is tripping so much um, when he goes through the line, whereas before, like, I, I don't remember him making that those mistakes or falling so easily. I don't remember him that happening. And I, I believe that. Is what contributed to his his. His um, down season. Um and I also believe that that's, that's fixable. I feel like he can go back and look at tape and fix that. I, I, but I don't, I don't know, man. I, maybe I'm just making excuses for him. Okay, um, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask, this is for both of you. There were games, and when we were doing our week-to-week recaps of the games, there was always, at almost every single week, we either talked about Tariq Cohen or Jordan Howard. One of the two. Both of them never had a good game. Let me ask you this now. Wouldn't you rather have a guy, one guy that you could focus on? And yeah, sure, Tariq Cohen still gets his explosive plays. He still gets those gadget plays. But wouldn't you rather have one guy that you could rely on and you could be like, okay, like, here's our guy. Like, this is a guy that we know we can trust, a guy that we know he can do it all, rather than, you know, here's this week. Tariq Cohen's out there. He's having a great game, sure. But now he's getting keyed in on, and they're taking those plays away. All right, here comes Jordan Howard, but now the defense knows you're changing your game plan. They adjust to that, and then you're stuck. Wouldn't you rather have a guy that can give you more of a well-rounded game and keep your options open rather than just pin all of your hopes to one running back with one specific skill set? Yeah, I mean, for sure. But the thing is... I just feel like trading Jordan Howard means we're probably going to draft a running back. Um, and obviously, we know there's no guarantees in the draft. Right. I, I do I do agree with you that, that there are many runners like Jordan Howard. But I, I feel like people do talk about – like that, I just feel like that argument is also just a little bit overblown because he is a very talented runner. Um, and I I don't know. I just feel like – like you, you were saying for a sixth round pick, and there is no way. I would rather just let his contract run out than trade him for a six. Sixth I agree with pick. that. Yeah. So like, I, I just, I just feel like the whole situation is just kind of cloudy right now. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, of course, if I can get a guy who can do both, of course. I mean, that 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 obviously plays to our advantage. But 
I just feel like it's going to be tough finding a replacement for him. I actually I read somewhere on a Cardinals blog. It was actually like a Cardinals blogger writer. On it may have been the Cardinals web website. No, I won't go that far. I think it may have been like CBS or something. Um, SB but they, Nation, maybe. But they said um, that they would trade DJ David David Johnson. Um, for a third round pick. And if someone like him is going for a third round pick, I just don't see Jordan Howard going for any more than a third. And that, that, that may have just been because of his injury and because he had a down season last season. But I, I don't believe teams are that dumb. Like, oh, oh, he had a bad season. He must be bad. Like, he's clearly a talented running back. Can I'll, do it I'll all. tell you right now, David Johnson's not getting traded. Cliff Kingsbury is not trading David Johnson. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the fact that it was said, I, right. I I just think it's interesting that someone like him was even considered going for a third, and then everybody's advocating for Jordan Howard to be going for a third as well. But Jordan Howard just doesn't do what David Johnson does. If that, yeah. if, if you see where I'm going with that. But and I, I would actually like to say just final point on this Jordan Howard situation. If the Bears trade him, I get it, as I said, but also I don't think they trade him unless they get a perfect offer of a probably a third or fourth round pick and they really, really like someone in the draft. Unless they think this all right, this guy's perfect. This is who we want. We can get him where we're at. And then they get also get an offer for a third or fourth round pick. I think Jordan Howard's probably wearing a Bears uniform next year. Or in the draft, because you know how Pace likes to, to move up. Like, he may use Jordan right. Howard to move up and, and around. Like you said, if you see somebody like, all right, this is the guy. We got to make a move. Um, I, could see, I could see Pace doing something like that in the draft. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's all, like, like Chris said, it's very super cloudy. It's very cloudy. Um, I, hate, I hate that. And we've been talking about it for so long. I hate that it's even a topic because he's such a humble dude. He's such a team player. And those are the things you, you really look for in a guy, especially on, on the Bears, especially our organization. That's just something that they look for in guys. Um, and I hate to see him go. Especially, I mean, his whole story, like with his dad and everything. Like it, you, you just, you like guys like that, you know? But sure. let's, uh, I think that was a solid show. I think we can go ahead and call it quits. I think we can say that we're back. I'm glad um, that we're wrap back. Wrap it up. Um, is this going to be a weekly thing, guys? Are we, come, are, are we back? Is this official? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think we'll, we'll discuss it. <laughs> we'll we got, discuss got it. talks. The new, <laughs> right, CBA, well, the new CBA, we got to talk about it. I'll, I'll slide into your DMs and uh, we'll discuss it. Oh, Josh, you know you're always welcome in my DMs. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're all um, we're talking Bears talk again. I'm glad that even though the offseason. Oh, actually, real quick, what do you guys think of the AFF? Uh, I haven't been paying too much attention. I, I feel uh, like let's that's go. Gonna... Let's go, Apollos. <laughs> I, is yeah, that's Orlando, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm down with Orlando. I, I grew up in Lakeland, which is right in between Tampa and Orlando, so that's my. I, that's my stomping grounds, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to Apollos as well. But uh, there's there's a point. Oh, I think I think 
more people need to be paying attention to that league uh, for future prospects as well. And I, I think that's that's underrated. I, I tweeted it out a while ago, and literally no likes or retweets on it. But I was like, <laughs> is, is anybody is anybody even paying attention to potential free agent pickups um, in that league? Um, which, honestly, like the little bit that I've watched, I really haven't seen anybody that's stood out. Even like former football players, I'm like, dude there's a reason why you're not in the NFL. Like I'm watching you play and it's, it's not, you're, if you're not any better against these guys and you were formal NFL player, that's the reason why you're a formal NFL player. If that, if that makes sense. Um, Cause these guys, these guys are all in, theoretically not good enough to make it into the NFL. So if you were in the NFL and you're playing in this league and you're not beating them, I feel like, that's the reason why <laughs> that you're not in the NFL any longer. But anyways, I appreciate the league. I appreciate the future that it has. I think it's dirty that they snuck it in right before XFL. Um, and that was the whole intent. I, I, I know I want to say NFL was in cahoots with a FF to make sure XFL doesn't make any bit of a noise next year. But um, now I'm getting off on a rant, but I, I think Mark Tressman back in the XFL though. Yeah. <laughs> what we all been waiting for. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't wait for him to coach again. <laughs> um, but I guess we'll go ahead and sign off before I get off on too many rabbit trails. But thanks, <laughs> thanks guys for listening. Thank you for coming back. Um, I'm Josh. I'm Jake. And I'm Chris. And bear down. Welcome.